beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design, and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Let's rise to our feet as we go to the word Ephesians chapter number 4 from verse 7 to 8. We will read Ephesians 4 and we will read Galatians chapter number 5 and verse 6 in the NLT. All right, let's read Ephesians chapter number 4 together. One to everyone. Is, yeah. According to the measure of the gifts of Christ. All right, let's read together like you have life. One, two, go. What if we what if we take that word gifts and exchange it with institutions? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so let's read it together from seven into eight, one to go. But, but yeah to the measure of Christ of Christ. Therefore he says Glory, hallelujah. Are you a man? Yes, sir. Male and female, are you a man? Yes, Glory to God. Galatians 5 and verse 6. All right, let's read together. Want to go? For when we place our faith in Christ, uh -huh, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. Precious Spirit of the living God, we thank you for your presence in this place. We know that you are here to do us good. Our hearts are open to receive your word. And we receive with joy and gladness. Thank you because you have anointed my lips to speak forth your word with utterance with boldness Amen. and with clarity Amen. and everyone who is here whose heart is aligned with that which we are doing will receive an, an overflow Amen. of supernatural enablement Amen. to rise Amen. and get things done Amen. we decree and declare we receive impetus for action Amen. by the power of the holy ghost Amen. in the name of the lord jesus Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Glory, hallelujah. Alright, so this morning on the day two of our Love Revolution Conference, we are teaching on the subject, Faith for Institutions. Faith for institutions 
So, day two of conference, I'm teaching on faith for institutions. Last week, I brought you a teaching that I felt was very revolutionary and very important. And many times, let me just say this as I begin to teach, many times you have actually heard the word of God that will be a blessing to your life. The difference is now whether you use it intentionally or not. But whether you receive the word of God that will be a blessing to your life, that one is a certainty. And I'll tell you why this is very important. God will not leave you on this earth without the direction from his word. So when you receive it, what you do with it is very important. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. So this morning, we are looking at faith for institutions. And so here's the concept of this, this conference. Numerous times, believers have come into the reception of doctrine. And then they receive doctrine, and of course, almost like in a selfish way, they just use that doctrine for themselves. Um, last week, I talked about people using the things they've learned for subsistent living, just to get by, just to pay bills, just to do stuff. But there's more to our lives than just getting by doing transactions and i told you last week i'm just trying to re remind you of some of the things we shared that whilst you are trying to get by in life and trying to do small business and just get by somebody's buying netflix all right somebody is influencing what your kids will watch in 20 years from today somebody is owning disney somebody is getting it's birthing cnn plus and they are getting ready to influence the shape of the world that you and your kids will live in in the next 30 years listen the shape now let me tell you what you see around you everywhere you go is people's ideas people's thoughts that's what you see around you if there is chaos it's somebody's thoughts if there is if things are thriving, it's people's thoughts. So when God wants to bless you, the first thing he starts to do is to influence your thinking. Such that you are not sitting down in this world and thinking that you won't be part of the people who will be designing the templates that our children will be living out of. Because those who are presently designing it don't have five heads. They are not more saved than you. I get what I'm saying? The idea of these teachings is to get you to rise up in your heart and agree that you will be one of the people that God will use to call the shots positively in this earth. Such, can you say amen to that? Amen. Such that you will not just exist, you actually live. 
lot of people exist. They don't live. To live is that you actually make a contribution. To exist is that you're a rolling stone, you gather nothing, you show up, you marry. I tell you, the devil will not stop you from getting married. He will not stop you from having children. But if there is any contribution you are supposed to make in the earth that is supposed to be of significant importance, he will try to stop you from making that contribution. So what I told you last week is, is similar to what I'm going to tell you this morning. That in this conference, I'm probably just going to be painting broad strokes. But hear me. Faith will come into your heart for that which God can do through you. Some of you will look at your lives in the next 10 years and you will be grateful that you heard these words. For they will chart the cause of your life and your living experience. Can we say amen? amen. So faith for institutions. The first thing we see in the text that we just read is that but to each one of us, can we say to each one? Come on, somebody say it with me. To each one of us. I like that because God is not selective in his distributions. God does not, listen, listen to me right now. God does not have favorites. God has no favorites. Everything that God has, he has for all. For example, if he has a healing, he has a healing for all. If he has a blessing, he has a blessing for all. If he has um, a promotion, he has a promotion for all. Say this with me. God has no favorites. God has no favorites. And if he has a favorite, and if he has a favorite I, am I am his favorite. Okay, so let's say it again. God has no favorites. God has no favorites. But even if he has one, you're looking at one. Glory, hallelujah. So look at this. But unto every one of us, is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of unto every one of us. This there is no listen in this matter, there is no selective distribution. You see, when human beings want to invite you to things, they have their VIP list and VVIP list and VVIP list. You understand what I'm saying? So they, they have cadres. Alright, in, in India they call them a class, it's a class structure. There's the, there's the lower caste of the class, and then it goes up like that. God has no class. We are all in the God class. By the finished work of Jesus on the cross, he brought every one of us into the God class. Let me explain what the God class means. What God can do, I can do. Who he is, is who I am. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, unto, say this with me, unto me has been given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Now, you know, I, I thought out of this a few months ago, maybe sometime last year. And the question to ask is, what is the measure of the gift of Christ? You know, if it is Christ who is giving, then the question to ask is, what is the measure of the gift of Christ? If Christ is measuring to you, imagine right now that you go to the market, you say, Mama, I want one derica of rice it will be according to the measure of the derica that will be measured to you i get what i'm saying in other words listen to me this is very important you cannot get more than a derica of rice if the derica is not bigger than one do you understand what i'm saying it is the measure that it will be given to you so now take away derica of rice and put christ 
what is the measure of the gift of Christ. In other words, to what extent does Christ give his gift? Let me tell you that measure. In his death, burial, and resurrection, the Bible calls it the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in Christ. And the Bible now says we are complete in him. So when Christ is giving his measure, it's a fullness. Let me explain this. What it means is that everything in Jesus is what was given to you. It's the measure, the, according to the measure of Christ. When you came in, see, it's so important that you recognize that it wasn't the blood of bulls and goats that's, that, brought, that brought you into salvation. It was the blood of Christ. The Bible calls us sons of adoption. As he is, so are we in this world. So of his fullness, we have received grace after grace. So everything in Jesus is what is in us. I'm going somewhere with this. Oh. Now you see, if you don't accept that what Jesus did is who you are, you're going to struggle to manifest institutions. It's first an opening of your eyes to see that all that Jesus is, is all that you are. Say that with me. All that Jesus is, I am. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Let's go to verse 8. It says, Wherefore he said, When he ascended upon on high, he led captivity captive. This is a very important part of the narrative. He took into captivity everything that could have stopped you. And then the Bible says, he gave gifts unto men. So question, are you a man? Yes, sir. Are you in the earth? Yes, sir. Do you have gifts? Yes, sir. Hey, church, listen. Are you a man? Yes, sir. Are you in the earth? Yes, sir. Did he give you gifts? Yes, sir. Uh, so he gave those, those gifts so you can store it up in a cooler. And be, and be prideful about the gifts you have. He gave you those gifts to use them. And you say amen. amen. Say this with me. He gave gifts to me. You know, let me tell you something as we proceed. One of the things that causes the manifestation of the Spirit to be easy. And if I'm talking to you, just know that your life will be so blessed. Are you getting what I'm saying? Today, your life will be so blessed. One of the things about the, the, the move of the Spirit or the manifestation of the Spirit is this. The first thing to ever release any manifestation of the Spirit is to agree that you have it. People think that talking down themselves and disqualifying themselves is a thing of humility. No, it's actually a thing of ignorance. When you say you don't have what God has given to you, you are not humble, you are ignorant. Because the first thing to activate anything that you want to see in your life is agree that it's at work in you. Can you say amen? amen. So the Bible says he gave gifts unto men. If we take away the gifts and put institutions, because the idea, listen, the idea of God's gift being given to you is until it becomes a faculty. Let me explain what I mean. You know what a faculty means? A faculty is something that you know even when you are not conscious. It's a faculty. Listen, this is, listen, this is against, this is um, contrary to the idea that Christians are releasing the gifts of the Spirit accidentally. Like, we don't know the day to work and the day to not work. 
No, no, no. What I'm saying to you is that the gifts that God has placed in you is a faculty. Yes, sir. You release it just like you know that you're a lady. That's the same way at will. You can release and manifest any of the gifts of the Spirit that you want to manifest. Can you say amen? Amen. Alright, so the Bible says, He gave gifts unto men. Now, turn your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter number 14 and verse 34. Proverbs chapter number 14 and verse 34. Ooh, I like this one. I like it. All right, let's read together. One, two, go. Come on, church. Let's read together. One, two, go. Uh huh. You know, so let's let's start with the first line, and that's where we're going to stop. It says, "What righteousness does? What exalts a nation?" Second Corinthians five and verse twenty-one. Put it up. Put it up. Let's read this together. Want to go, everybody? For he has made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, right? That what? That we might be made, what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now listen, listen. So it means that righteousness is not a concept. Righteousness is a person. Say amen. Amen. It is beyond a concept. It is a person. So if we put those two scriptures together, the Bible says, look at this. It says that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So you have been made the righteousness of God in him. Now, give me Psalms. Give me that Proverbs, rather. Proverbs 14 and verse 34. Put it up. Now, so let's assume that this word righteousness has now been humanized. So, Dossi exalts a nation. You get it. You get it. So, Lucky exalts a nation. Because Lucky has been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is the absence of this that makes a lot of people go around all right, as, as, acting as though they don't matter in this life. After all, who I am. Did you realize, put the two scriptures together, you have, God made him who knew no sin to become sin, that you might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Righteousness is just, not just a concept to be filled, you know, you know, you sit down in church, your head is full of the consciousness of righteousness and all of that. That's good. But that's not where it stops. If you, knowing that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, go out into the nation, you're supposed to exalt the nation. Say amen. amen. I'm telling you your life. I'm showing you your life. So you who is righteousness exalts a nation. Now here's why I'm teaching this. There has to be a connection between the understanding of righteousness and the building of institutions. There must be a connection. Otherwise, you sit in church, your head will be full of knowledge, you'll be looking for who to fight. Let me tell you all, the, all that some people are using their knowledge to do, to go and attack people on Instagram, and attack people on Facebook, and say, your doctrine is wrong, this is the truth, and explain, and explain, with 50, 15 hour data, explain, 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 
They fight, 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 fight. They call people names, call people names. Meanwhile, look at your destiny here. Your destiny is to use your righteousness to build your nation. And I told you that nation is not just a geographical location. Nation is everyone that you come in contact with. So, righteousness exalts a nation. Now, imagine that the consciousness of righteousness has been installed into your mind. And you're now using this to exalt nations everywhere you are. It, see, let me explain. This righteousness we are talking about does not just sit in church and receive the truth about righteousness. This righteousness cons- contributes to nation building. And how do you contribute to nation building if you don't become an institution? So it's not just the conversation that is centered around church. It is actually a conversation that goes into exalt. Hello, is this in scripture? Yes, sir. Does righteousness truly exalt a nation? Yes, sir. Has he dawned on you that you are righteousness? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. So it is you that exalts a nation. Yes. In other words, what this country needs or any nation needs is more of people like us yes, to work well. Say amen. Amen. So if you show up, understand that God has given you a part to play. Let me tell you what's going on. Many people have shown up, and this might really stir up something on the inside of you. Many people have shown up in this world like stragglers. We we stroll, come. We just stroll, come like that. Whatever we see, we get. And then when it's time to go, we check out. I was thinking about it this morning. Have you thought about it? That for the majority of people, when kids are born, there's always joy in the land. Have you ever wondered why? I mean for the majority. Not in all cases. But at least for the majority, when a child is born, everybody's rejoicing. They're saying congratulations. Congratulations. They're they are training party. Everybody's dancing and rejoicing. Have you ever stopped to wonder why? Or you think, oh, it's just because a new life has been born. There's this, they, look, you see, let me tell you, as you all are sitting here now, for you to know that joy is a spiritual thing, no matter how anybody comes here to wind you, if you choose not to rejoice on the inside, you can't rejoice. So when that joy comes from the inside, it's proof of something. That woman is rejoicing and dancing. You know the reason why? Because all through scripture, every time God wants to save a nation, he sends a child. (laughs) Every time God wants to answer somebody's cry somewhere, he sends a newborn child. So every newborn child that you see in the world is God's answer to somebody's prayer somewhere. Say amen. amen. Oh, so you, 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 you did. <laughs> so you just became an adult. You are not a baby at some point. People rejoiced at your birth because an answer had come. Your parents were throwing a party because an answer has come. Now here's what has happened. You have lived long enough. Life has hit you. Bass boost. Boost, bass, bass. So you are, the conversation and the narrative are still changing. Don't let it change. Say amen. amen. They were rejoicing at your birth because the answer has come. When, 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 when God wanted to save Israel, he said, Moses, when Jesus was going to bring redemption to us, he came as a child. So when you were born, 
God was answering somebody's cry in Europe. God was answering somebody's cry in Asia. That's why you came. Can you say amen? amen? But you've lived long enough to be interacting with mundane things. No wonder some of the people who are your friends on your street. Ah, you don't see, you don't see, uh, uh, what's the name of that uh, TV series that they show, uh, Half of the Yellow Sun, all this Korean drama, and all these things. <laughs> uh, you, some of you, you don't know KTV, or all this thing. K-drama, all these things that is on African magic. Those channels. What are those channels? Come on, guys. Eh? Epic. Z that's it. That's what I was trying to remember. Z, Z word, Z mama, you Z mama. You have been watching Z from you wake up at 7 a.m. You start to watch Z World till 12 minutes. Say I cannot, I cannot miss it. I cannot miss ah. What what we Katrinda? Katranda. What will Katranda do? What will Evelyn? Evelyn, what will she do? Your life is more than Z World. Your life, would you see, people were rejoicing when you were born. They were shouting and dancing because they knew the answer has come. Mama has been praying. Daddy has been praying. Oh God, send the deliverance to this nation. Send the deliverance to our family. Then you were born and then you don't realize that you are God's answer to this nation. You are God's answer for your family. God answered your... No wonder some of, some of your parents ask how they gave you your name. Just ask. Ask them how they gave you your name. It was a prophetic declaration of what they were trusting for that God answered through you. Yeah. Is it a lie? Yes, Church, are you here today? Yes, <laughs> so, heaven answered with you. And now, there's been an orchestration of hell to make it look like you just came here to look. Let's just be looking. Say, I reject that. I was born for something important. I was born for something significant. If you don't say it, nobody will say it for you. I want you to say it with all your heart. And the power of God is upon these words. Something is shifting on the inside of your heart. Some of you who have been despondent, something is rising on the inside of your heart. Say it with me. Say, I was born for something. I, was, I, I am God's answer. To a nation's cry. nation's cry. They cried. They cried. God heard. He sent me. Yes. Now I am the answer. Am and the in the name of the Lord Jesus, I take my place in understanding. I take my place in revelation knowledge. I take my place in wisdom. I take my place as the righteousness of God in Christ. I don't live my life like a struggler. You wake up in the morning, there's nothing to do. There's something about your life. Your life is the answer to people's cry. No wonder. Many times when people meet you, they say you're a breath of fresh air. I just met you and I and I just have answer. Just imagine we scale that solution up. Okay, so Are you know what I'm saying? 
we scale it up and now you're not just talking to one person on your street you're not speaking to 20. then now you're speaking to a hundred i'm prophesying now some of you are sitting down here and you are hearing these words and i am describing your life listen to me some of you think all i do is business until somebody will call you and say there is a wisdom behind this business you do come and tell it to us in a corporate setting of 50 or 500 ceos so you tell them no i, I just do business <laughs> you know what you're going to do you're going to get on the plane you're going to wear your traditional attire your native attire your jeans your shirt whatever but you're going to go there and you're going to go as an as an ambassador that God is sending to that city to bring the light. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. You might be looking at me like a cat potato, but I'm talking to you to bring the light of the glorious gospel to them. Amen. You're not ordinary. Yes. Yes. Some of you think uh, the reason, in fact, I'm not going to overflow this. Some of your parents, when they were rejoicing at your bed, they didn't have shishi. They didn't have she come but there was just this joy that you came you think it was the joy of a newborn baby no it was not just the joy that one said follow but there was more to that joy it was a spiritual resonation that answer has come and now you're going to live your life like you know that you are not ordinary you are the answer you say amen to this Say, I am righteousness, righteousness. and I exalt my nation. Say it again. Say, I am righteousness, and I exalt my nation. Ephesians chapter number 3. Give me Psalms 2 and verse 7 first. Psalms 2 and verse 7. All right, let's read this together, everybody, if you you care. Want to go? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This day have I what? Let me ask you a question. Does that scripture include you? Yes, sir. Hey, church, talk to me now. Are you begotten? Yes, sir. Let me explain this to you. Remember that there's a scripture where Jesus was saying that he is the first begotten. There's one that says he was the only begotten. But he's no longer the only begotten. He's now the first begotten because there are many other begottings. Because as he is, he's not the only. No, he's not the only. He's now the first amongst many. So listen, he's the opener of the matrix so that all of us can come. If, he, if Jesus did not show up, there'll be no me. But thanks be to God, he showed up so that there can be a me. Let me tell you, never you write your story. You want to write it down. Never you write your story without having his story come first mm. yes, sir. his story must precede your story you see your story in his story yes, otherwise you miss road you will write a wrong movie right. if you write from your narrative alone yes. write from his narrative so this is how it ends because let, let me explain to you his finish line became our starting point Hallelujah. oh you don't understand have you ever seen people do buttons exchange and all. when jesus got to the finish line you see that word that he said it is finished all right when he got to the finish line he got you started from his finished points 
So the believer actually starts out life from the finished work of Jesus. Just imagine something. Let me give you an example. You will sit. Amen? When Adam was created, the Bible says all things were already made. And then Adam started from the finished work, you know, of God. Right? Just imagine Adam showed up. I said, ah, God, uh, all this for me. No, back up, back up, back up, back up. Take me back to the first day when everything was formless and void and empty. Let me start to do my own. Okay, back up, back up, back up. Erase the entire Eden, all the four streams, watering the garden. Erase everything. I want to plant my own. You know how stupid that will look? That's how stupid it will look for you to set aside the finished work of Jesus and decide that you want to start out your own. Where will you see lamb? <laughs> lamb of God that takes away the... Where will you see the lamb now? Go and look for him. Glory to God. Say this to me. I have, I'm, starting I'm starting my life out of Jesus' finished work. Finished where, he where he stopped is where my life, where my life began. Oh, you're not saying with consciousness. Where Jesus finished, where Jesus finished. that's where I started from. Started. Let me tell you, when he said finished, did he include your health? Did it include your finances? Did it include your wisdom? Revelation knowledge? That's where you start from. You can boldly say, I'm the wisest person on earth. You can boldly say so. Some of you can't talk. Some of you say, oh, Solomon was the wisest guy on earth until Jesus came. <laughs> the wisdom of Solomon was a baby's play compared to Jesus' wisdom. And now you are found in him. And the Bible says, God has made him wisdom for us. And righteousness and redemption. So you know the wisdom operating in me now is the wisdom of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, sometimes when things don't look like it, you keep saying who you are. Say amen. amen. Alright. It says, I will declare this de decree. The Lord has said unto me, What? Thou art my son. Is he talking to you? Yes, Good. This day. Have I what? Begotten you. Next verse. Alright. It says what? Ask of me. And I shall give the heathen for thine inheritance. And the utmost parts of the earth for thine possession. If you, if you give me the HCSB, I want to see that nations there. HCSB. Do you have it? Alright. Let's read it together. Everybody want to go? Ask of me. And I will make the nations your inheritance. And the ends of the earth your possession. Now, you now here, this is where the faith to ask comes. You see? Many of you can ask because you're living from a historic perspective. All that you've been through. He says, ask of me. Okay, for example, if I say, Vic should ask of me. And then Vic comes to me and he's pitying me. Whose fault? You don't know my bank account. I say ask anything you want. And then we carry our modest life. You see this, our modest mind, you know. Ah, no. Ah, I don't want it to be said about me that I'm a glutton. I don't want it to be said about me that, you know, I, 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 I don't, I'm not considerate. If it's God that is asking you to ask, Baba, drop your consideration aside and really ask. Says, ask of me. So now it takes faith for you to ask according to his level. You need to have faith in what he has done. The basis for living is no longer 
faith in what you have done. It has to be faith in what he has done. Listen to me, everybody. Can you all hear me? You understand this for doctrine. But I want you to understand this for institutions. Have faith that I'm going to birth things in this earth that will be so innovative, will be so important, that I will make a meaningful contribution. That when they want to take decisions, they will ask for my contribution. Say amen. Amen. You know the reason why this is important? Some of you, if you don't know this early enough, when you enter palace, you'll goof. You'll goof. You'll be like Esther, who thought, (laughs) pepper them down. If the essence of your arrival is to pepper them, you have lost. Lord, I want to be careful. Amen. If the essence of your arrival is just to pepper people, haba. Oh man, you know that last week I listened to my own message. I said something that made me even me laugh. Now even low, something about low levelness is. I just mean that's a low way of living. So when Esther entered the palace, she she just forgot. She was taking. You know you know what Esther was taking. Yeah, six months, six months. Oil bath. Six months they dip you in beauty oils. Such that, listen, the oils will mix with your DNA. You, your ribbon will take whatever. You will mix, mix with it. So that when you are coming out like this. Some of you think it's, it's lipstick you are rubbing. You are not rubbing. You are not rubbing lipstick at all. <laughs> Have they dipped you in oil for six months? <laughs> Esther was dipped in oil until <laughs> there was trouble. Where well, Esther was lounging in the palace, the Mordecai said, Esther, <laughs> it's like you don't realize that you entered this palace for such a time as this. Ma, you think that you are safe where you are. The last time I checked, you are a Jew. This thing will touch you. If you don't rise up where you are and start to act, it will touch you. So it is that that I'm talking about. That God will start to raise people into positions of authority. And they will not turn their back on the gospel. And say, yeah. well, so yeah. they will not turn, you know what I'm saying? They will say, ah, no, I know why I'm in this office. For such a time as this. I know why God sent me here now. So while I'm there, all of the things I'm going to push are kingdom agendas. Is somebody hearing me this morning? All of the things, all of the things I'm going to get to sign, they're going to be kingdom agendas to cause things to move in the direction of the gospel. Because if you think you're safe in your palace, you please cross your leg. It's coming for you. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm going to digress a little, okay? Can I digress a little? I studied in Yola. And I can tell you, I understand the mentality of the house, the, these guys. Eh? I understand their mentality. Let me give you an idea. An Hausa Fulani guy, Hausa Fulani, I'm just, I'm putting everybody, you know they are not the same, but I'm just lumping everybody together. When they have a lot of money, they don't segregate. <laughs> Jesus. You will still see a, a major money bag will come and sit on the floor with his proper friend, 
and be gisty. And then in that conversation, boom, they have carried this person up. Boom, they have carried this person up. There's a tribe I'm going to talk about, but I will not mention name. Our own idea is this. When I'm not mentioning any name, but when one Odegu has come, Odegu, Odegu, the idea is everybody, all my own women, come and worship me. All my own women, before you see me, bow before me. Before you see me, roll on the floor, or look in and roll. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because as soon as this one arrives like this, he creates a gap between him and the rest. You are not on my level anymore. Don't worry. If you are the only person that has risen in your entire family, everybody is broke. Say amen. If you are the only person who has money, just believe me that everybody is broke. Because we will make you be <laughs> so you are smart. What you should do is spread your tentacles and let everybody around you rise. As you're rising, they are rising as well. So that when robbery comes, they will save you from robbery. Yes. They tell them that woman, don't go to his house. Don't go to his house. If you go there. So you think your castle. You are safe in your castle. You are not. If every other person is on the streets, you are not. Because one day, they will burn down your castle. Oh boy, am I teaching to somebody? Yes, sir. So the purpose of having resources is let it spread. As many of us as can be big at the same time, better! Yes, yes. Say amen! Amen! I want to pepper them. Who is peppering? Look, look, we live in a nation. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to, amen? I'll go back to my scripture. Trust me, I'm disciplined. We live in a nation where people who don't manufacture anything are showing off to, people, to the people who manufacture it. Yay. It's crazy. It's crazy. You can't produce a tire. But every time you're showing off, Check the people who wear the most expensive stuff. That the people who don't manufacture it. Yes, to show the people who manufacture it. You're coming to show me what I made and sold to you. You're coming to show me and post to me that I sold it to you. Something is wrong with that kind of thing. We're not making, we're not being successful to prove a point. Yes, Money helps us to fulfill visions. Yes, and if it doesn't help you fulfill visions, you are not rich. You're broke. Say this with me. My righteousness, my righteousness exalts, a nation. exalts a nation. Can you speak in this place in the spirit, everybody? I, I feel a rain. Can you just pray? Can you just pray? Can you just pray? Can you just set your hearts? To receive that which the Lord is saying to you? Can you just declare that you're not just being informed, you are being transformed, that something is touching your spirit this morning? That something is touching your spirit this morning? That there is a change in identity, there is a change in behavior. 
There's a change in, in, in thoughts. There's a change in thinking. There's a change in your mentality. There's a change in how you see. Thank you, Lord. Glory, hallelujah. So he says, ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, and the ends of the earth your possession. I will give the nations to you. If you ask of me, I'll give you people groups as your inheritance. Look at the next verse. Thank you, Lord. He says, you will break you, 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 not me, because I've given it to you now. I guess what I'm saying? I don't want to digress too much. Have you ever wondered, do you know that God does not live on earth? He only lives on earth through you. No wonder spirits are looking for bodies to either possess, all right, or own. I guess what I'm saying? God doesn't live on earth. You do. So God cannot do anything in the earth without you. Has he dawned on you yet? You are God's hand and feet in the earth. God's voice in the earth. Whenever they want to hear God's voice, they have to hear you. Let me give you an example. Do you know that the cure for HIV has been found? Do you know? Do you know the reason why it has not spread? Do you know? It's because the pharmaceuticals, the big boys, are ensuring that it doesn't go far. Because they make more money from retrovirals than they make from selling the cure. <laughs> Just imagine you are a big farmer sitting there with the righteousness of God in your heart. You say, guys, we're releasing this thing now. And in 24 hours, the cure is everywhere. That's the kind of button you can push because you're seeing with kingdom eyes. But you stay there and you think you are the receiving end of every policy. Of every, I, I announce to you in the name of Jesus that in a not too distant time, you will be the policy. You will be the policy. Just hear me, I receive with a heart of faith. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. I didn't come here to just, to just make you excited. No, 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 no. You, if you receive it, so some of you, you know, when, when David was anointed king, the power of God is on this. When David was anointed king, it took another 15 years before he sat on the throne. Uh, but guess what? This was under the old covenant. Too. But guess what? He was already king. In God's eye, he was already king. But in people's eye, he was still a shepherd boy. You might look ordinary now. But receive this thing into your spirit. And start running with it. And see what is going to happen out of your life. Now look at what it says. Let's read together. Everybody want to go. It says, you will break them with the rod of iron. You know what it means? As you enter the system, anything that does not conform to the heart of the Father. Even, even, even. And when, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? You will destroy it. Now, some of you, it will be by wise policies. Do you understand? That you just say, no, 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 cut it down, cut it down, cut it down, bam, like that. Some of you, it will be by strategic connection. Oh, are people hearing what I'm saying in this service? Wow. For some of you, it will be strategic meetings. You, you, know, you know what got everybody in this mess was one meeting, one statement. That got everybody in this quagmire. 
So now they will invite you. Say, Let, let's hear you, NK. What do you have to say? I say, oh no, in, in, you know, you're talking from kingdom mind. Because let me tell you another thing. Everybody speaks from a place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All policies come from a place. Some of them are kingdom policies. Others are devilish policies. Yeah. Don't you think that it's just human beings pushing puzzles and doing, no, sir. Everybody in a position of power all around the world, they represent an agency. Yes, they represent an identity. Listen, there is no real neutral person in the world. Take it from me. They are all pushing an agenda. And the interesting thing about the pushing of the agenda is that there are people on the receiving end. So now what I'm saying is that strategically by the Spirit of God, you will show up in the places where policies are being made. And you too will push buttons that will leave people out of poverty. Can somebody say amen to this? You know what I'm sharing with you, eh? I have believed it for years. I mean, for years, sir. I've been believing like this. Say amen. amen. And it's happening to all of you. Amen. Strategically, the spirit is orchestrating things. Don't think about how it's going to happen. So, you know, some of you, some of you say, ah, <laughs> is it just, just be careful about people who laugh at you like that. This is just in church. And they'll say, amen, amen, amen. See, there's a time for receiving. There's a time for going out to put to work. This is the time for receiving. Receive, sir. Don't use your intellect to stop receiving. Receive, sir. Can we say amen? He says, you will break them with the rod of iron and you will shatter them like, like pottery to replace it with something. To replace it with your institution. With the way it's supposed to work. Minimum wage should not be 35,000. Do you understand? It shouldn't. But it's only 35,000 because you have not entered. <laughs> Whether before tax or after tax, I don't even care. It should not be 35,000 naira. It shouldn't even be 200,000. It shouldn't even be 200 dollars. It shouldn't even be 500 dollars. It shouldn't even be 1,000 dollars. We can start talking from 2,000 dollars and above. Minimum wage. Just imagine grandpa. Huh? Collecting pension $2,000. Because you changed the policy. You told them no. And let me tell you, when you start, they will fight you. Oh, but the power of God will keep you. People will talk about you evil, but the power of God will keep you. Because every time any individual starts to go against the tide, the people who have been benefiting, am I teaching this morning? Yes, the people who have been benefiting from that tide will fight. <laughs> but we wrestle not against flesh yeah. and blood. I get what I'm saying. That which is backing me right. is not right. physical eyes. Right. Yeah. And we say amen. amen. Oh, is somebody receiving this morning? Give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory. Yeah. Ephesians 3. I have to run. I have to run. I have two more things to do. Ephesians 3 from verse 9. He says, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery from which from the beginning of the world had been hid 
in God who created all things by who? By Jesus Christ. Let's read this together. Want to go? Everybody, want to go? To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by who? What? The manifold wisdom of God. So the church is the one that will show the principalities the manifold wisdom of God. The church. Look at it now. It says to be intent that unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Let me ask you, is it the wisdom of God for people to live long? I don't think I'll finish this teaching today. Maybe I'll, I'll continue in master class. Is this the wisdom of God for people to live long? If you want to know what God's heart is, go and check Bible days, 900 and something. Today, people cannot even pass 45. Life expectancy, you know, <laughs> zero. Are <laughs> you getting what I'm saying? Is it the wisdom of God that people live long? How about pleasurable? You know, there's a difference between long. <laughs> you know, you can live long <laughs> and be miserable. <laughs> so, is it important that God wants you to live long and pleasurable? Yes, sir. So, the church, the church, is demonstrating the wisdom of God to principalities and powers. What's the wisdom of God for the finance sector? We show them. What's the wisdom of God for commerce and industry? We show them. What's the wisdom of God for science and tech? We show them. What's the wisdom of God for education? We show them. For hospitality, hotel management. That's the reason why if you keep fighting when I'm teaching you about excellence, you don't know your destiny. That's why you're fighting me. You don't know your destiny. This is what you're supposed These are the people you're supposed to be interacting with. You know what we do? We come, we're supposed to come to church, get energized, go out and interact with the systems. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You see, some of you are showing manifold wisdom to yourselves. You sit down, you have exegesis. Exegesis 101. What did God mean when, when, when he said, let us make man? Then we analyze. We analyze. We talk. Two hours. You know, that's good. You edify yourself. It's good. It's a good thing. Hmm? But now, after you finish, go out and show the wisdom of God to the systems of the world. If Daniel was only having fellowship with his brothers, Babylon would have not known God. He would come, have fellowship with his brother. He doesn't miss prayer. Hey, it doesn't miss prayer. It doesn't miss anything. Have fellowship, get loaded, go out, manifest power. Come back, get loaded, go out, manifest power. It's possible. Now the reason why some people are not manifesting power out there is because they are not loaded inside. Yes, yes. Is someone hearing me this morning? Yes, sir. Is this helping anybody? Yes, sir. <laughs> Maybe this message, you go and listen to it again. It says, this is so that, yeah, thank you for this. This is so that God's multifaceted wisdom may, be, may now be made known through the church to the rulers and authorities in the heavens. Huh? 
through you. God's wisdom is made known. And you shout, Amen, somebody. Amen. Did you see that? First yes, John 4 and verse 9. I got to bring this further. First John 4 and verse 9. Got to finish this very quick. Let's read this together, everybody. Want to go? It says, In this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world. Let's read that last part together. Everybody slowly want to go. That we might what? Live through him. That we might live through him. We can put it like this. That we might birth institutions through him. Live through him. Let's write this down. Scripture says to live through him. Now, when you are going to leave, you have to take into consideration all the things that are essential for living. All the things that are essential for living. Now, what do you think is essential? Let me ask you a question. What are the things that you think is essential for living? Is food essential for living? Breathing essential for living? Clothing essential for living. Yes, so if you're going to live through him, what he's saying is that God is responsible for you. Let me explain this. If God is responsible for eternal life to you, is he responsible for all the other lesser things? Yes, it's just a simple arithmetic. But now, let's move beyond your food, your clothes, your everything. And let's go to your contributions. So are you going to make contributions through him? The answer is yes. Are you going to build legacies through him? The answer is yes. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are doing everything through him. Now let me tell you, what people have not taken into consideration is all the things that make up living. So people think living is waking up, going to work, going to business, you know, and doing that, and just try surviving through life. No, but there's also making contributions. It's living as well. Building institutions, that's living as well. Creating creative solutions. That's living as well. And the Bible says the design is that you do it through him. Start businesses through him. Can you say amen? amen? Build institutions through him. So you are designed to live that you might live through him. Say this with me. I'm living through him. Say it again. Say I'm living through him. Did you notice that it does not say that you might exist through him? It says that you might live through him. Because a lot of people are existing. They are not living. There's a difference. You exist to be, you know, any, <laughs> anywhere the wind blows, you follow. You live intentionally. How many of you, hello, let me ask you a question, everybody. Look up at me, everybody. Amen? How many of you accidentally took a shower this morning? Accidentally. You just, you just, you just accidentally entered the bathroom. And then you just accidentally saw yourself. You had showered. And then you just accidentally came out. You see, everything you did this morning that had to do with your hygiene, you did it intentionally. That's what it means to live. Some of you, you are living by accident. Your only inspiration is when you are scrolling on Facebook or TikTok. And you're like, mm, mm, deep. Then you save it into favorites that you will never go back to. 
doesn't know what it is. Let's talk to me. <laughs> Favorite that you will never go back to. Then you go again. But you see, everything that you're going to do to birth institutions, you will do intentionally in partnership with the Spirit. You will read books. You will study. You will take courses online. You, you understand what I'm saying, church? Can you say amen? amen? Because you know. Okay, just imagine. Institution, institution. You arrive like this. Oh, I'm here now. They say, okay, talk to me. Empty head. It's not you. I didn't say you. It's not you now. <laughs> I'm describing somebody who has not. <laughs> the person has not been born. Just now you have nothing to say. Say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Don't live your life as though it's magic. Be intentional. Be intentional. Say, I'm living through him. Say it again. Say, I'm living through him. Glory to God. So let me tell you the essentials for living. Number one. You make contributions. Number two, you build legacies. I'm going to be fast. Number three, you innovate intelligently. All of these through him. Number one, you make contributions. Number two, you build legacies. Have you ever noticed that anybody who is building something intentional, they don't join people to destroy it? Have you noticed? If you see people who are destroying stuff, they're not building anything. Once you are quick to destroy, quick to tear down, you are not building anything. People who are really building, <laughs> they know what it takes to build. They don't use their... Yeah, you know yeah. So make contributions, build legacies, innovate intelligently. All of this through him. Glory, hallelujah. Write this down. You live through him. You contribute through him. You create through him. You advance causes through him. You develop systems through him. Glory to God. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. All right, let's look at our last scripture for today. Galatians chapter number 5 and verse Six. If I was too fast, I'm sorry. Amen. Galatians 5 and verse 6. This is where we're closing today. What do we call this teaching? Faith for what? Institutions. Now look at this. It says, for when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised, what is important is faith expressing itself in love. I want you to give me in the Amplified Classic and let me quickly run this thing through. Look at it. Look at this. I love this. It says, For we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything. But only faith. So the first word I want you to, if you're taking notes, the first word I want you to write is faith. The word faith. Please write it down. The second word I want you to write is 
activated. Activated. First word, faith. Second word, activated. The third word I want you to please write down is the word energized. The fourth word I want you to write down is the word expressed. And the fifth word I want you to write down is the word working. So the Bible says, and I, I just want to take these few closing moments to just quickly run this through that faith is expressed through love so to birth institutions you would have to love the people for whom you are betting that institution listen your driving force must not be the money you're going to make your driving force must be the love that you have for the people say amen, amen. so faith is expressed through love. Now, you see, we are not the originators of the word love. Amen? God is. The Bible is, love is not a concept. Love is a person. So, God is love. So, put that scripture together. Look at what it means. Faith, your faith, expressing itself by the revelation of God's love for you. Say amen. amen. Your faith, finding expression by your revelation. Of the love of God for you. Listen, never you try, this is Love Revolution Conference, never you try to birth institutions without the revelation of the love of God for you. You will burn out. You will gas out. The rate will be too much. And just like I've been told recently, you will have to personalize the love of God for you repeatedly. So the first thing you'd see there is faith. That word faith. Then the next one you would see in the classic is activated. Now please write this down. The word activated is to switch on. That word activated means to switch on, to make something active. So you switch on your faith, alright, by the revelation of God's love. Now I'm, I'm going to make it very practical. So Dillis, let's, let's take for instance, okay? Dillis wants to build an institution where she's taking people in the leather industry, all right, and transforming them, bringing them to Christ on a big scale. That's what she wants to do. So that is what you're in faith for, okay? And now, understand this. Let me even give you something. I wrote this down. Why, why did I forget? <laughs> Can I define institutions for you? Please, I want you to write this down. So you, you'll get it. It'll make sense. I have a few more minutes. So let's define institutions because we've not done it. Yeah. All right? And the Spirit of God gave me this, this definition. Institutions are human interfaces that are created... To advance the world as we know it, leading people and systems to know and be transformed by the love of God. I'll repeat that. Institutions are human interfaces that are created to advance the world as we know it, 
leading people and systems to know and be transformed by the love of God. Those who are taking notes, did you get that? Let me say it one more time. Institutions are human interfaces that are created to advance the world as we know it. Leading people and systems to know and be transformed by the love of God. Now, how many of you can tell me what an interface is? An interface is a means by which communication takes place. Alright? So, let's come back to Delicious leather business. So, the, the brand Delis now becomes an interface, a means through which people interact with God's love. You see, if you don't change your business model from let us make profits to let's bring people to interact with God's love, you might not know the reason why you should exist more than your lifetime. And after you finish, there might be no real reason to continue. Because the person who might take over after you may not see anything in the profits you're trying to make. Write this down. The love of God is stronger than profit. Yes, so I want to close on this note now. I'm about to land this plane, so I want you to, to really pay attention. I have just a five minutes to do this. So Willis wants to birth an institution. And now the first thing that God is saying she must have is faith for the institution. In other words, be able to believe that it is possible through you. Believe it. Believe that you can birth an institution like this that will be an avenue through which people will know the love of God. Your corporate job should be that. Businesses should be that. Your career should be that. Everything you do should be an avenue for people to know the love of God. No wonder you will be soft in your customer service. Hmm? Your reason for packaging your product well won't just be because you want to impress the customer. You see, if it is a selfish reason, it won't last. Are people hearing me? That's why a lot of, should I whisper? That's why a lot of our footballers have not lasted. <laughs> GP, because when they wanted to enter football, all they were saying was money, 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 money. <laughs> Yesterday, Cristiano Ronaldo at 38 scored two important goals, 10 men down at 38, carried his team. To the final and they won the cup at 38. <laughs> Where are our legends at 38? First, they lie, they use football age. You see, an old man who can give birth to 15 children. You see, he's under 20. Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> now, wow! <laughs> I can lie like that. <coughs> they will go to Traboris Coaster 
This one goes there. That one goes there. They play in Division 3 in Netherlands. Iceland. You see Nigerians there. What are you doing? I'm a... <laughs> I'm not gabbing anybody. God, God, please. I'm not gabbing anybody. Thank God, self. Eh? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, one day you wake up and say, why am I doing all this packaging, self? Is it not just these clothes that I'm selling? I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. You know, I receive delicious product, amen. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You can give that big hand, amen. I received the product and I said, wow, this is good stuff. She see, see it was good. It was good. Packaged it well, put it together. Now, the first thing that Dilly's must know, I'm using Dilly's as case study, right? That first, I am here as a demonstration of the kingdom of God in this earth. So now I have faith. Many of you think you need permission from somebody to have faith for something. Have faith for it. I discussed with my wife many times. She wants to build massive hospitals. Have faith for it. The last time I checked, you don't need anybody's permission to have faith. Have faith for it. Brothers and sisters, say amen. Have faith for it. Have faith that through your hands, that's all I'm telling you. Through your hands. Some of you have role models you're looking at. You don't know that they should be looking at you. And listen, I am not in any way promoting unhealthy competition. I'm just saying there is a capacity in your inside that must come out in this earth. It must come out. Have faith for it. When you are discussing with your friends, you think you're crazy. Oh, I want to build 50 homes. 50 homes. Huh? Where homeless children... Mothers, you know, homeless mothers can go in and say, have faith for it. And listen, once you switch on that faith, don't turn it off. You know, you come inside, you see that the switch. The moment you activate, if you can, if you can highlight that word activated, the moment you activate your faith in that situation, don't turn it off. Now let me tell you the next thing, because this is what people don't get. The next thing you should realize is that the moment you turn on your faith, the devil is going to stand. Yeah. Some of you don't know here. Yeah. The moment you turn on your faith, put that Matthew scripture on the screen. I'll show you, and then I'll close. After this, you come for the master class, I will finish it where? Mm-hmm. And I will close here, amen? Put that scripture up. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wrath, and sent forth, and slew all children that were in Bethlehem, and all the course thereof, from two years and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So, do you know what he did? He was trying to get to Jesus and was an uproar. He killed all kids two years under. Some of you think that the rising of the, of the boisterous wind of the devil means that God did not send you. You see? Now you want to walk away. You say, this is too much. Know it today that as soon as you ask, you turn on your faith, all of the hell will come against you. Oh, but the Bible says, Greater is He. I get what I'm saying. There's an assurance you will not survive through the attacks, you will thrive. But many of you are turning off your faith that you've activated because you've not seen any results. Put the tell your neighbor, turn the switch on. 
Tell them, tell them, tell them. Say, turn the switch on. Turn the switch on. Leave it on. Now listen to me. Until you have seen that which you are in faith for, don't turn it off. It might take 20 years. Don't turn it off. But I'm telling you, in 20 years, you'll be better off than when if you were, you were, you were to turn off that switch. Leave it on. Your faith has been activated. Leave it on. Forever. Until you see it. Then you turn on for another one. Until you see it. Then you turn on for another one. That's how this thing works. Because God has loved you in Christ Jesus and has brought you into institutions. Have faith for it. Look, your dreams might be so big. Look, cry out, have faith for it. Have faith to fill stadiums. Have faith for it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And when you turn on that switch, don't turn it off. The boisterous winds may come against you. Don't turn it off. Keep it up. And then the next thing is put, 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 oh, oh, I want to close. Just put it up. Galatians 5. Yeah. The next one is energized. Kaya. Activated. You get it started. Keep it energized. So every other time, you look at the love of God to energize you. You look like your, your energy level seems to be going low. Go, and, go around people who remind you of the love of God. And stay that thing active. Keep it alive. Oh. Don't let it die. You see, some of you, you are getting attacks. You know, you are getting boisterous winds from left, right, center. You know, things are being done against you. Keep the faith alive. Keep it active. Have you switched on this? Have you turned on the switch of your faith? Keep it alive. Chances are the people who might be occupied with speaking against you may not have any institution in sight that they are trying to birth. Hey, call Shiata. The power of God is upon this. Listen to me. Because if she is in labor and is in the labor room, and she is also in labor. And in the labor room, there'll be no time to gossip. There'll be no time to gossip because I'm trying to give birth here. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to give birth here, and you're trying to push something out here. All we need to do right now is hold hands and gather ourselves to push this baby out. We can laugh after we are done pushing, we can rejoice after we are done pushing. If you see anybody who has time to be discussing somebody's hair, they're not giving birth to anything. You have time to be looking at whether somebody wore contact or not. You turn on the, the switch. I don't care what it is you are in faith for. Activate. Energize. Every now and again, know you will need some energy. That's why you come to church. Get your energy level up and keep moving until you birth it. How many of you are in faith for big things here? Let me see your hands up. How many of you want to birth things that will actually change the game for people? Get the switch on. Keep it energized. And then let it find expression every time and again. You are in faith. You are in faith. You are not talking. Uh, you are not in faith. Some of you are not afraid. Some of you are too afraid to be laughed at. Some of you are too afraid to be ridiculed. Who is laughing at you? Is uh, are you getting what I'm saying? Let them laugh. Keep your faith alive. Let them laugh. <laughs> Keep it alive. 
Express every now and again. Express it. Call your close friends and brothers and say, guys, you know, we're going to build the biggest institutions in the world. Our institution will cause changes in the world. Are are you hearing what I'm saying? You talk about, you express it. You express it. I told you last week about how to express, right? That we too, having the same spirit of faith, we believe and therefore we speak. Every now and again, express it. Every now and again, talk about it. Gather your friends together. Who have the same mind with you? Gather your colleagues at work. Who have the same mind with you? Gather your brothers and sisters. Who have the same mind with you? Express it. They say one day, we are going to get in supplies of food and we are going to be feeding Africa. If you are in faith for it, express it. And then, look at, true to the word of God, it will work. <laughs> Somebody is not hearing me this morning. I said, true to the word of God, it will work. It will come to pass. It will work. It will work. Don't your neighbor say, it will work. Tell them, say, it will work. Say it again, say, it will work. And the way it's going to work is through your understanding of the love of God for you. God loves me. Say that with me. God loves me. And he has qualified me to have faith for big institutions, for big dreams. My faith is switched on. My faith is switched on. It is energized. Some of you are talking like your faith is on, is on wheelchair. My faith is switched on. It is energized. It is expressed. And in the name of Jesus, it is working. Say it again. In the name of Jesus, it is working. Say it one more time. In the name of Jesus, it is working. There's a lady who's listening to me. Every time and again, listen. God has shown you that you are the light for your family. Amen? That it looks like a lot of things will come through you. And that lady, about three or four people have spoken those words of prophecy over you. Maybe I'm the fifth voice to tell you this. Now listen to me. That which God has called you to do will work. I may be preaching to myself this morning. But I tell you, that which God has called you to do, it will work. That which God has called you to do, it will work. That which God has given you to do, it will work. It will work. Rise to your feet and begin to declare it right now. It will work. It is working. By the love of God, it is working. Lift up your voice. Open up your mouth. Pray in the Spirit. Thank you for engaging with us in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprint Church and on Instagram at The Blueprint Church. Share.